0: Welcome to the Personal Training Zone podcast. I'm your host, Albert, and in each session, I'll be putting the world of fitness, personal training, and nutrition through its paces. Can you turn fat into muscle? This is a question I've been asked many, many times over the years, either by friends and family or by people coming into consultations in the gym. And the short answer is, No, you can't. So thanks for today's session. I'll see you next time. No, but all jokes aside, um, there's this misconception where people go to the gym, they start exercising, they lose weight and they start building some muscle and people think that they've turned the fat into muscle. And this just isn't the case. Essentially, what you've got going on is two different mechanisms, one by which we're losing weight through a calorie deficit, and the other one is where we build muscle by progressively overloading the muscles and incorporating enough resistance training into our in, into our programming. So going into a little bit more detail on that, this kind of illusion, as I say, of the turn fat into muscle, um, when we start exercising for the first time, um, or even if you've had a break from exercising or you change up your program, you can generally put yourself into a calorie deficit. If you keep your calories the same, your diet stays exactly the same, but you've never exercised before, you are going to increase your daily expenditure of calories. Therefore, you are going to put yourself into a calorie deficit, which means uh, consuming fewer calories than you expend, which will result in you losing overall body mass. Some of this will be fat and some of this will be muscle. What we want to do is to help put on as much or maintain as much muscle mass as possible. So regardless if someone's 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, I will always try and get someone to do some sort of resistance training into their programming. And what this does is, this basically encourages muscle growth or stops the decline of muscle in older clients. So what happens is these people are losing body fat mass and overall mass. They're managing to maintain as much muscle mass as they have already, or in many, many cases, they are actually increasing their muscle mass, which makes you kind of look like you've lost or turned the fat into muscle. So having just spoken about being in a calorie deficit through increasing our energy levels and our energy expenditure through exercise you can also reduce your calorie intake through dieting or your nutrition and this is also going to put you into that same calorie deficit which is going to enable you to lose weight to encourage us to have a nice composition a nice body composition we want to have a high level of protein so around one gram of protein per pound of body weight or two grams of protein per kilogram of body weight this is going to give you the building blocks to help your muscles repair from the resistance training So those are the two ways in which we achieve a calorie deficit through reducing our calorie intake or increasing our energy expenditure. Generally, the calories that we use through exercise is only a very, very small proportion of the calories that we burn each day. The functions that the body needs to do just to survive they use the majority of the energy up that we as humans burn throughout the day so i think our brain uses around 15 to 20 percent of the overall calories that our body expends another chunk of that is uh something called neat exercise which basically is those tiny tiny exercises those little movements we do each day so that could be you know scratching your nose um it could be uh, you know, putting your hands in your pockets, all those sort of small movements, a little bit of shivering, they're all movement and burning calories. So that's another big chunk of the calories that you burn each day. And exercise probably only amounts to about five to 10% of the overall calories that you you perform in any given week. So having talked about the mechanism for fat loss through a calorie deficit, let's move on to how we're going to build muscle. And I touched on this in the last session, but basically when it comes to building muscle, we're going to have to incorporate a level of resistance training into your programming. I would recommend doing around three sessions a week. These don't have to be long sessions. They could be sort of 30 minutes, maybe 40 minutes tops. And we want to focus on doing Compound movements or movements where we're working multiple joints. So, this could be your squats, bench press, deadlift, lap pull downs. Those are good examples of compound lifts. And these are great for people, especially if you're busy in life, because they're going to work multiple muscle groups. They're going to be able to lift a large amount of weight, which is going to stimulate the most growth, which is going to give you the best bang for your buck when it comes to building muscle. What else do we need to think about when it comes to building muscle? Well, although I've talked about being in a calorie deficit, and still building muscle, we also need to make sure we are giving ourselves enough building blocks to encourage the growth and also to be able to repair. So to do this, we wanna keep our protein high, one gram per pound of body weight, two grams per kilogram, already mentioned this so far. And basically, this combined with progressively overloading your workouts, by which each week we slightly increase the weights or increase the intensity of our sessions, this is going to allow our body to build muscle. In terms of training frequency, like I say, three times a week should be enough. And if you're only doing three times a week, I would recommend doing something along the lines of either an upper body, lower body, full body split, or you might even do three full body splits. Uh, and what I mean by this, if you're not sure, is that say, on a Monday, we might do upper body workouts. That'd be your bench press, lat pull down, shoulder press, etc. And then on the Wednesday, we might do a lower body. So this could be deadlift, lunges, step-ups, leg extensions. So you've worked your upper body and your lower body. You then have another rest day on a Thursday and then on Friday or Saturday, you're gonna come in and you're gonna train the full body, which might be a combination of um, squats, shoulder press, military press over your head. You might do some hamstring curls and you might do upright rows and some bicep curls, for example. So you're working both the upper body and the lower body in that session. And what's good about doing this is that you're hitting the same muscle groups twice within that week. So you're getting a greater volume. You're also able to train them harder because you've had that recovery time. Um, And especially if you're new to training, you can't go and spend like 45 minutes to 60 minutes training just chest or shoulders because you just don't have the kind of endurance in your muscles to be able to do that. What's also great about this sort of method, especially if you're doing the three full body workouts in a week, is that if, as long as you complete two of those workouts, then at least you've worked that muscle group once within the week. A mistake that a lot of people do is they try and commit to doing four or five sessions. They're trying to do the classic bro split of a you know, chest on a Monday, back on a Tuesday, rest day, legs on a Thursday and then some sort of arms or core and cardio later in the week. And the issue with this is if something comes up on that Monday and you miss your chest session and then you can't get back into the gym to make up that day, then you might have gone two weeks about training chest and that's not going to be the best for your progress in the gym. So when it comes to building muscle, it's about being consistent, having enough protein and progressively overloading your workouts. So I'll quickly touch upon progressively overloading and then we'll, you know, let you go on to the next session progressively overloading might be for example on week one we're doing our bench press on a Monday and we're doing three sets of eight repetitions at 50 kilograms great you do those three sets of eight absolutely fine it's still quite challenging on the last rep or two of that final set and then the following week you come back and you go all right you know what I felt that was quite easy last week or that was you know not too bad I'm going to do three sets of ten So what you've done is you've now been able to perform an extra two reps per set of that exercise, which again is gonna challenge your body more and your body's gonna go, all right, yeah, you know what? Um, I'm, I'm pretty tired after that. I should probably get stronger so I can lift those three sets of 10 next week, right? And then the following week, you go in and you do three sets of 12. And your body goes, oh, well, I wasn't expecting that. I've I've kind of just got used to doing three sets of 10. I guess I'll get a bit stronger again. And then the next week you go in and rather than doing 50 kilograms, you would try to do 52.5 kilograms or 55 kilograms. And then again, you know, rinse and repeat until you're benching as much as you you like to or you've got the body that you're happy with. And it's very, very important to make sure that you are progressively overloading um, just to keep that progress going. Um, You might get to the point, like I say, where you are quite happy with your physique and you kind of go in, you do your three or four sets of bench at say 80 kilograms, your squats at 90 kilograms, and, and that's great. But sadly, it takes a lot of work to build up to that. But once you've got there, you can sit back, you can go in and you can do your routine. You can mix it up as and when you feel it, you can train a little bit harder through parts of the year um, and slightly less hard when life gets a bit busier. ultimately you want to be progressively overloading each week you want to have a nice high amount of protein and you also want to make sure that you're giving yourself enough rest one of the other mistakes that people make when they go to the gym and trying to build muscle is they'll go and they'll do chest on a monday chest on a tuesday or chest on a monday shoulders on a tuesday and then chest on a wednesday because they enjoy doing those exercises but what they've not done is they've not allowed those muscles to recover and you either end up getting an injury Or you'll find that when you go to lift the weights the next day or the the day after that, if you don't have the appropriate amount of rest, that you're you won't be able to lift as heavy, which means you're not progressively overloading and you're breaking down muscle fibers that have already been broken down from the exercises earlier in the week. So you're not going to grow in the long term. And that's it. So that was can you turn fat into muscle? The answer being no. And then we've also covered how we lose weight, so the mechanism for fat loss, which is a calorie deficit, and I'll be doing more sessions on that in the future, and then also how to build muscle. So that was a relatively comprehensive section on how to build muscle. Next time, I'm going to be talking, it'll be a shorter session about how to build fat and lose muscle at the same time, so body recomposition, and this is basically for people who are quite happy with the weight that they are, but they just maybe want to look a little bit more toned without having to go through the hardships of calorie counting and trying to go for a ridiculous bulk or to do a drastic cut. So I'll see you next time.